Welcome to the Lady J Meet Dudes podcast. I'm Evan. My name is Tyler. Charlie. Wow. Exciting. Exciting. So today, we want to chat about utilizing the entire animal. Or in this case, the entire cow. We're going to break down a cow for you today. So, does that sound pretty good? Yes. Yes. Are we excited about that? Yes. Because that's what we're all about. (laughs) Boom. So... You know, let's talk about it real quick first. There's kind of four categories of you know, the benefits of utilizing the whole cow. The first one, of course, is economic benefits. So utilizing the entire cow can really provide, of course, economic benefits for farmers and processors, right? So supporting local, you know, if, they're, if you're utilizing all of their cuts, you're getting things at, a, at a less of a price. They're making money. Everybody's happy. There's, of course, environmental benefits of utilizing the entire cow. By reducing waste, it can help reduce greenhouse gas emissions, conserve natural resources. That's a big thing, obviously. And there's cultural significance, especially in the indigenous cultures. It's a way to honor and respect the animal and its life to use the entire animal for traditional dishes, practices. And of course, the last one is there's nutritional benefits. So utilizing the entire cow has has a wide range of, of, of nutrients, right? From, from the internal organs to all the different cuts, the fats, everything like that. So why specifically do you think we're talking about utilizing the entire cow? Why? Why? I mean, in simplest terms, probably, it's more economical well, to I figure mean, out a way We to also have a business to run. Yes, we do. Right? Yes, we do. And for our, our listeners out <laughs> there, you know, beef prices are going to be going up. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. There's the the trend is going up, a going little up bit, and huh? not coming down, and <laughs> probably not coming down. You know, so and according you know to this article from Drovers, you know they've had God, this is a, a, a major drop, basically like a perfect storm on on the Midwest and cattle ranchers in general too. Um, it's been it's been a struggle, you know, with with a major drought, the the war in Ukraine, the feed, everything is is just kind of coming to a head right now, and right. it's been tough. It's been tough. So I think they said that there's like, gosh, where is it at? A million less cows, one million head fewer um, coming in this year. I mean, there's just that's that's a big number. It's a lot, right? And a lot of a lot of farmers are are basically saying, "Well, I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, I they sent all their cattle, right? They sent all their all their cattle to get to get slaughtered, and they don't know if they're coming back. The farmers, or the ranchers. Yeah, it's like if the cost of diesel and food and everything is more than you can give for your your product, then, then why, why do it? Then why do it? <laughs> I mean, <You> know. <laughs> they got a business to run. Even if yes. it's ingrained in your your family, if you're generational, you're not going to do it to lose money. Sorry. Yeah, man. That's what, so right now, I mean, that's, it's a pretty bad situation. So consumers are definitely going to see it. And just our meat company, our, you know, our uh, uh, preservation, preservation Meats has had struggles too, right? I mean, talk about that a little bit, Charlie. Um, well, I mean, it's like everybody gets, I mean, the USDA puts out a, a pricing guide, right? Sort of guidelines every week for beef and in the last what two weeks or something it's gone up almost 50 percent that's crazy five percent in two weeks five and zero. we're talking for commodity <laughs> meat right not yeah. for not for small farms or whatever okay 
but those are all the guidelines everybody goes off of anyways. So, yeah, so small farms are still looking at that yeah. going, well. Oh, boy, here it comes. I'm going to, you know, yeah, you know. here it comes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up my prices as well, right? They have yeah. to. Man, that's, no, that's crazy. And so think about, so that's just for the processor, right? That's gone up 40, 50%? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would probably be the processors processing the meat. So mm -hmm. I guess the next step, it would basically go to the wholesaler. Mm-hmm. The wholesaler, the price is set for the wholesaler. Okay. So then the wholesaler sells to the retailer, and right. the retailer sells to the consumer. Yes. So if the wholesaler's price are going up 40%, means the consumer's price is probably going up. It's going up at least 40%, yeah. probably uh, more like 60%. Damn. No bueno. Those That's of us cool. that are beef lovers, I mean, there's one reason that we're talking about this, and because we all love it. We eat a lot of beef. Yeah. It's freaking me out. <laughs> yeah. And we got our finger on the pulse. Exactly. So, well, let's talk about how seasonal, how seasons really impact it, too. Because prices are going up for a lot of specific cuts in season. And, you know, we got a little, uh, we're at a restaurant here. <laughs> My God, dude. They're washing this is a our, damn. This is our monthly washing of the dumpster. Of, of the dumpster. In the so alley. it doesn't smell here on the patio. Wow. Perfect thank, thank time, you. you guys. So, thank hey, you, buddy. You know, hey, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. They did, they did text me and, and want confirmation. And so they said tomorrow. I was like, yeah, but they usually come at like 6 a.m. Yeah. So that's all right. <clears throat> that's all right. Okay, but let's get back to it here because meat prices are going up. How do the seasons really affect the meat prices as well? I mean, we are, it might look nice right now, but it's still pretty fucking chilly. Yeah. So what do you want to cook on a, in March? Um, I still want to do stewy, brazy, osabucos and yep. things like that. Yep. Long yep. roasties. Um, not really grilling season. I mean, not quite yet. I'll, I'll grill every day if I, of the week if I could, but. And think about. Right now, I'm still kind of in that end of winter comfort mode. Yeah. Right. Totally. And it's St. Patty's Day, too. Not cracking beers and sitting on the patio and grilling up some flank steak and making tacos, right? <laughs> and, and St. Patty's Day has a major effect, too, right, on briskets? Yeah, obviously the briskets are going to be more expensive right now than yeah. they are going to be in right. a random time in October. Yeah. How, how many people in the world are doing corned corn beef, beef Yeah. right now for St. Patty's Day? Yeah, so the trends... You know, everybody really, you know, the meat, the meat industry understands the trends. They, they know the trends. <laughs> they've been in this game a long time. They, right? they, yeah, they've got the data. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, that's why we're here talking about it, to kind of help educate and talk about some of the other cuts, some of the other things that you can do by utilizing the entire cow and not just picking maybe some of those really famous cuts, especially in those famous seasons. Right. right. So let's break down a cow. Because we've been talking about it all week now, really, how much of the Hollywood cuts versus the fat versus the, the hind legs versus the grind really goes into to a whole cow. So we have a hanging carcass. So a cow just gets slaughtered. It's a hanging carcass of, what, 1,000 pounds for our math, right? Generally, it's around. Yeah, for easy math, we're going to say 1,000 pounds. <laughs> easy math. It's about 1,000 <laughs> pounds, right? 997 pounds, no. Charlie. Do the math. Um, so out of that 1,000 pounds of this cow, what's usable product? Um, from what I've been told, about 66% is, is a good yield. Okay. Is usable. Is, okay. So 66%, that's 660 pounds out of the 1,000. Right. And then, so what is kind of 
what's, what's, what is that third of the cow that is unusable? Um, random bones, unless you have a, like a huge stock program, then those bones become, you know, you just have too many of them. Yeah. Extra, extra exterior fat. You can only grind so much fat into your ground beef before it's, you know, everybody wants 80-20. They don't want 50-50. Yeah. So there's That's a lot disgusting. of fat, right? We were talking about that. There's yeah. so much fat. fat tendons. You can't really use. Silver skin. You know, you can't, you can't use it all. Okay, so out of that, so now we're down to 660 pounds, and then how much of that is utilized for ground for ground beef? Uh, about 240 pounds. So 240 pounds off for ground of beef. the 660. Yeah, off is of 240. 660. Yeah. So ground beef is a big portion of like every cow the industry, right? Yep. So like saying we, if they, they're going to bring in more cows, they got to get rid of ground beef. Otherwise, you got. A yeah. third of the of the cow is ground beef, right? Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, then you have to be at that point. You have too much ground beef, and you either have to sell it at a loss just to get rid of it, which yeah. nobody wants to do. Yes. Why is Why is McDonald's McDonald's Why is Burger King Burger because King? Because they set because their prices, and there's so much ground beef oh, yeah. out there. Yeah. Are those uh, sustainably raised uh, cattle? I, you I think? W- I wouldn't imagine so. <laughs> well. No, that that's crazy. I mean, we utilize a lot of ground beef too. We have a nice ground beef program. We got a you know, or how I guess. You yeah, I mean, counting the, I mean, with the meat box, yeah, the if meat you count box. the meat box, meat box is like, what, 250 pounds a month. Yep. We probably go through about, on a regular week, 125 pounds ground beef a week. Okay. Damn. Throughout what we do, depending on what specials are and stuff like that. Which for yeah. us is a, quite a bit. That's a lot, yeah. It's yeah. not a lot for some other places. No, you know absolutely I mean, think about, Yeah. Think about a bigger program like a hotel or something that's serving breakfast lunch and dinner yeah seven days a week yeah we got about what 60 65 seats on a good day yeah talking about the patio as well yeah okay so we take out the ground beef now we're down to about 420 pounds so it, it is some of that the 420 pounds now we're talking about the back legs the hind legs or the unusable cuts right that's well, kind of what usable. comes off next right Usable, I would, I would just less attractive. Less attractive. Less attractive. Uh, yeah, yeah, and not unusable. Excuse me. Yeah. Right, right. So less attractive cuts, and some of that. But in the in the in that, you know what, 160 pounds is the is the is the hind legs. Uh, yeah, give or take. Yeah. So is, is there any grind in there? Very, a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I mean there is there's grind everywhere. <clears throat> I guess yeah. Right. Yeah. So you when you pre- separate muscles and stuff, there's you're always gonna have trim. Okay. But. There's a, l- a lot of large muscles in the back legs, so you're you're not going to have out of the you know 160 pounds. You're not trying to you're trying to get as many use, usable muscles as you can. Out so of what, let's go through some of those muscles that we're going to use in that hind legs. The shank, right? The shank, yeah. The two the shanks. You can either cut them into osobuco style shanks, or you can do whole beef shanks, which are big, you know, yeah. huge, like 15 pounds a piece. Yeah, right. Super so, fun. Yeah. Easier, really cool. Easier for the home cook to to have a sobuco, but you have to find somebody that's going to cross cut the bones, right? Okay. You have to have a bandsaw. Yeah. So fifteen pounds shank. Ooh. Fifteen pounds per leg. Yeah. So thirty pounds. Damn, dude. Okay. And then you got what? What's next? The bottom round. The the next largest cut would be the top round. Top round. Okay. The top round is about forty something pounds per animal. So I mean that cut. It's a great cut of meat. Yeah. Also known, I mean, most people know it, know it as London broil, right? So you cut it into large, 
huge, large steak, boneless steaks, mutton yeah. broil. What else could you use that top round for? The top rounds, the best roast beef, man. That's <laughs> what Arby's use. That's what Arby's is using. Sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Boom. So a lot of those cuts, a lot of the cuts out of the back leg are used for roast beef. Okay, so you got the the shank, you got the top round. What's, what's next here? What's the next large? Bottom round. Bottom round. And, and then, then there's the sirloin tip, which yep. to me is the hardest muscle to use. Yeah. There's t- there's a lot of different muscle groups within it. You know, there's more seams and more like silver skin and stuff, so you can't well, just roast the whole waist. Thing. Oh, yeah, more waste but there. It's still usable. What about so what? Do, what are you using? You know that 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 sirloin tip, that eye round, the bottom round. What are you using that stuff for? Uh, it works good for jerky. 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 Yeah. Roast beef. Carpaccio. Okay. Probably could. Okay. I mean, it's all it's still delicious beef. Yeah. You know. And that eye round, where does that where does that mostly go, that eye round? Eye round is, if you ever have uh, eye round, is the raw beef that most of the time is in it. Okay. Okay. You know. So, pho restaurants are pho. definitely doing their part. P-H-O, pronounced pho. Yes. Yes, correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so now we're at about 160 pounds, or sorry, 260 pounds all in. That's after you know the 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 the, in, the, the big fat uh, external fat that we're taking off the ground and the hind legs. We're at 260 pounds. Let's get into the Hollywood cuts, right? This is what most people go out and 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 look for when they're at a butcher shop or at a grocery store. So the Hollywood cuts are the bone and ribeye, the New York and the tenderloin. Those are probably the three most famous cuts, right? So how much in weight of those three cuts does that does that take up in the cow? From the 1000 pounds. Yeah. Well, how much do those, those weigh? <clears throat> I mean, total? Yeah. 85, 86 pounds, something like that. So 85 like pounds. are like, what, six pounds a piece? Yeah. Give or take. Six to eight, yeah. So that's bone and ribeyes, a lot of weight on just the bones. 8, 8.6% of a 1,000-pound animal is, is hard the hard cuts. cuts. That's crazy, dude. How does that make you feel about eating that ribeye? 8.6% of the entire right. cow is the Hollywood Cuts. Yeah. Elitists. <laughs> Shut your mouth. No, that's crazy. So, like, you know, I just think about that stuff when I go into, like, a Whole Foods or a grocery store, and you look at what they're selling, right? It's ribeyes, New York's tenderloins, probably, you know, some flanks here and there. Of course, they got the ground, um, maybe, you know, some roasts, things like that. But you're not seeing – Chuck roast. You're not seeing a lot of that other stuff. So where, the, where does that other stuff go? I have no idea. That's crazy. I, I mean, mean, they got to use some of the grind. Obviously, the briskets way. are going to go to yeah. s- smokehouses and people that corn them and make corned beef and stuff like that. But there's a lot of other cuts that are really good. Man. So that, that just that, that blows my mind. 8.6%. You think about, you know, how many taco trucks are out there in the world. There's a ton of carne asada. What's that? Flanks, skirt uh-huh. steaks, stuff like that. So let's think. Well, let's let's talk about that. <clears throat> let's go into the secondary cuts. But before we go into the secondary cuts, there is still those internal organs, right? So that that makes it part of the weight. We didn't account for it in that thousand pounds because we our hanging carcasses don't have all those internal organs that we're talking about. Yeah, because th- I mean the program that we use is they're dry aging the whole carcass, so you're not going to dry age liver <laughs> the, the oval, right? No? So that stuff gets pulled out. Dry aged liver that doesn't factor into cool? the hanging weight so what do you do we were talking about the heart and the liver and how big is that cow liver 
It's huge. Yeah, it's like 20 pounds. It's like 20 pounds. It's That's like, like two basketballs. Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy like to think about. two basketballs. So if you just think about every, like, nobody's, what are you going to do with Nobody, all that Yeah, we, we couldn't host, put that in our butcher shop. Like, hey, buy this Here's beef a 20-pound liver. liver. I mean, geez. I've never been a fan, I got to say. Like, really? It's just so minerally, and, like, I'm down with some foie gras. I'm sorry. Uh, I like the small. The chicken livers is cool, you know, yeah. like mild, but, whew, man. Kurt used to make this. We did slaughter a hog on the farm, and he'd be so excited about making this, like, French pork pig liver pate. I was just really? like, it was gnarly, dude. It was not do, good. Man. Dude, what do you do with sorry, a, what do you do with a cow liver? Oof. Maybe we smoke I mean, throw it on the smoker. Liver and onions, you know? That's usually that's usually like <laughs> when my kids are like, Dad, what's for dinner? I always say liver and onions yeah. just to fuck with them a my little bit. My grandma always said that, you liver know. And onions. Was, yeah. My my grandma always made my mom eat that liver and onions on Halloween before they go out trick or treating. Shut up! That. Are you serious? Oh man, my grandma, great lady, great lady though. But damn, that's that's screwed up, huh? <laughs> but so, so we're not gonna throw a big okay. old twenty pound liver okay. on the on the smoker now. That's not no, cool. I don't think so. What about heart? What about heart? You're talking about a heart tartare. Tyler has a famous heart tartare recipe. Oh, <laughs> dude, people talk about this. I think it's, they still talk about it's it. It's your thing, man. Uh, I, w- I once did a uh, a pastramied. I guess uh-huh. if, that's a, if I can say that pastrami to heart, that was pretty cool. That's dope. So I I brined it for two weeks and then just traditional coriander and black pepper and then I smoked it slow roast until it was tender because it takes forever. And really? Think about all the working muscles. Oh, yeah. Hearts. It's gotta be pretty all the time. Oh, tough as yeah, dude. Tough as what? Excuse me, sorry. Oh man, your mom's pissed, dude. It's like cooking a it's kind of cooking a river rock. Like you're gonna braise it for like. 29 hours oh my god that's but awesome. turned out it was pretty pretty yummy dude because well, the, cool. the minerality uh with the smokiness and seasoning and spices you know as long as you kind of marry all that shit together dude, it was delicious we should do that as a special huh no. i'm sure we'll go over little, real well little, here little heart tartare yeah we're gonna, <laughs> sell, it. We're gonna <laughs> sell it in the case out there yeah, let's go <laughs> whole uh, heart all right so we broke we're breaking down this cow got through the Hollywood cuts, the back legs, the grind, the, the external fat, the bones fat. Now you're kind of left with the, the cuts that aren't the Hollywood cuts. We've mentioned a couple, the brisket and things like that. But that's what like I like about what we do and what you guys do specifically is kind of taking all of these unique cuts and making them something special. Because I, you know, I was in not in the beef industry, but I loved steak before we opened this restaurant. But I would have never heard of any of these cuts right you know because it's they're not you don't see them when you go out to the grocery store so out of now since we've broken all this down now there's about 175 pounds left out of that thousand and those are these are the non-hollywood cuts so let's list these off and kind of talk about them so people can understand you know what what they may be missing and then at the after that we're going to talk about if you like ribeyes you should get this and we'll kind of go through all of that stuff just to give you some compliments so First one, obviously, that's not a Hollywood cut. It's a brisket. We talked about that, right? Yeah, and we kind of skipped. I think we kind of sort of skipped over the chuck, which we'll get into when we talk about other cuts. But the chuck is a very large muscle. Yeah, that's an. So I, I I I threw that in here as a non Hollywood cut. And right? it's got a lot of goodies in that. Yeah. In what's that what's in the chuck roll? I mean, what is the chuck roll, and and what are the goodies that are in the chuck roll? I I mean, chuck roll is simp. It's basically the front shoulder, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So which is wh- the beginning muscle of runs through the entire body 
Yeah. So within that, there's the flat iron, there's the Zabuton, there's the Chuck Chuck I, mm-hmm. you know. Which and Delmonico. Delmonico, baby. All oh. that other stuff. Those are man. That one's that's that's that one's my fave, man. Um, you got and then okay, so that those are the muscles in the. How big is that? Thirty pounds? Twenty five pounds? Yeah, boneless. Bone probably less. twenty-two pounds or something like okay, that. Okay. Okay. And then you've got the short rib plates, right? That aren't considered technically a Hollywood cut, right? Because those are different than like your your ribeyes. Those are off of the ribeye, right? It's off. I mean, yeah, the <coughs> rib. It's, it's all rib muscle. Rib, rib, yes. Rib meat off the bones but after harvesting ribeyes, right? But the ribeyes are where they're here in the short rib plate. Everybody's are here, short ribs. Are you going north here. to south or south to north? I don't know. I don't know. Top I don't, to bottom? Are you going top know, to bottom? Dude, I'm trying what to get you, you guys to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> here's a cow. No, man. Top of the cow. It's at the top like, of the cow. Ribeye's at the top. Yeah. Okay. Right there. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, Chuck short ribs. Chuck short ribs are off the very front of the rib cage, kind of above... I guess sort of above the brisket, above kind the brisket. of. In 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 those, a lot of people ask for those, right? Because those are just easy brazers. Those aren't dino ribs, right? They're not dino ribs. They're they are kind of a triangular shape, so they're not. <clears throat> you can braise them, but like for a restaurant setting, you'll have a bunch of different shapes like, and sizes. Yeah. So it's hard to be. They're consistent. a little tricky. A lot of times you see them boneless. A lot of times you see them in Korean barbecue because you can slice them super thin and they don't have to be all uniform. And that's not the same as flanking ribs, right? No. Flanking ribs are basically the dino ribs cut the other way. Cut across the bones. But they do, make, they do make flanking ribs out of chuck ribs too. So, I mean, it just depends on who's doing it. So, I know we talked about this, but I, I already forgot. The where the dino ribs land, right? As far as the tomahawk ribeye goes. We, we, so you got, you got your ribeye and then you've got the big bone for the tomahawk. Is the dino ribs on that bone? I, I, I always forget. Uh, I'm throwing you a curveball. Yeah, so it's <laughs> the, the, the bones, the thing about the rib cage is that short bone, starts with a shorter bone. Yep. Goes big long bone, yeah. and then as it kind of tapers back towards the the New York end, uh-huh. it starts to shorten out again. Okay. So when we do those tomahawks, it's kind of like the it's like six seven, three eight. out of the. No, I think you can get you can get seven out of a ribeye, right? But the, bone, the bones aren't going to be yeah. the same. But the bones won't be long. Yeah. They're so you take a whole rib yeah. ribeye roast, you can get seven ribeye steaks, but you can't get seven tomahawks. Technically. Technically. Yeah. Wouldn't look as sexy. It'd be shorter. Short. Yeah. Yeah. So they're higher or lower on the cow? The dino? The, yeah, the dinos. Lower. lower. Man, I got to get me some dinos here soon. <laughs> okay. We talked about the Zab. We talked about the Zabuton. That comes off the, the Chuck uh, the Chuck roll. What about the Terrace Major? That's another good one. Terrace is a shorter. Yeah. Terrace Major's super small. I mean, it's like... Yeah. It's kind of the same size as a pork tenderloin, if you can yep. think of it like that. You know? Funny that I say I don't like the minerally nastiness of a liver. Yeah. But I like that in a steak or yeah. in the meat. And for those of us that like that, kind of get punched in the mouth bloodiness of a, of a steak, Terrace Major is where it's at. Dude, yeah. It's so good. Well, there's, I mean, there's, I mean you can't you know, too much minerality, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah, that Terrace, you're right. I like that one. It's super easy to cook. It's, yeah. Too. 
a lot of people, these so people yummy. walk into the, the butcher shop and they're like, give me those two packs there. They like they when they have it, they love it, they know it. Boom. What's great about that cut too is it's not a humongous stick. It's not a, yeah. a, a huge endeavor for dinner. I mean, you can sear it up for two person family, three person family, right? It's super super easy. Yeah, I love it. Good. Okay, what about the the skirt steak? Oh, we love skirts. Skirts. Oh, God, we had some Wagyu skirts. skirts. <laughs> some Wagyu skirts I last love, week. I oh, my skirts. God, dude. I made a badass yeah. steak sandwich with that, man. He, it was because of your, your chef background of Riley's Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the, the head chef at Riley's Pizza in Michael Teo. Uh, <laughs> I think it was 2001 or two. Made a lot of calzones back then. Cause I, I've done it all, man. Tell I've done us it how all, you, man. How you put the names on the calzones real quick? Or with the ketchup. With the ketchup. With the ketchup. You're right. Squeeze with the, the ketchup. Name of the that ketchup was my idea. I was just, that was, was your idea? No, no, no. Oh. That was not my idea. They've been doing oh. that for years, man. They've been they've been that's rocking just, it. That's dope. It's not there anymore, too. I, I would go down there and get a calzone. Let's man. bring it back. Let's do it. Okay, so these are the thin cut. Or the, what would you, would you call these the other day, Charlie? Thin cut. Thin meats. Thin meats. The thin meats. So the skirt, the bavette, um, and flank. the flank. flank. Yeah, they all come from the abdomen. Right? Yeah. They're kind of similar, but different grain structure. And, and you'll see the flank, you know, when you go out to, to those, you know, to a grocery store. You probably, you might see a skirt here rolled up, full skirts here and there, no. maybe at some nicer places. Here and there. Yeah. I, I don't I know mean, if I've, I've seen it. Yeah. And what about Bavette? You're going to see Bavette there? They're gonna, Very else, rarely. What, what else would they call it? Flap. Flap, flap. meat. Yeah. It's not as sexy as yeah. Bavette, man. Sirloin flap. Sirloin flap meat. <laughs> that, does not, that does not get. Bib. The bib. Uh, that's, that's cool. Um, tri-tip. Man, we do a lot of tri-tip here. We love tri-tip. Tri-tip's that's, great. That's Dude, another one. See the tri-tips we got today. For, oh. Oh. Where are they from? Pure Country Farms, man. Pure Country. Pure country. Super, Super beef. beef. Let's yeah. go. Uh, oxtail, man. You guys are got. You guys always talking about oxtail. Yeah, oxtail's expensive. Yeah, Dude, there's only one per animal. So it's so hot right now. Back in yeah. the day when, you know, we were youngsters and a lot of Italian cooking, yeah. you would do oxtail because uh-huh. it was like eighty-eight cents a pound, and yeah. nobody really like oh, oxtail. It just sounds weird, right? It's like a fucking yeah. cow's tail. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like I don't want to eat that. So good. Sounds delicious. How, how do you cook it? Braise it. Um, and now it's like 14 bucks because everybody found out and discovered how delicious it is. It's, it's like small. And it's, right. it's small. You, you get one, make per it one. one yeah. right? Same as a hanger steak, right? Hanger steak. One hanger per. steak's hard to get. A lot of people come in asking for that hanger steak, man. Had somebody ask for it last night? Yeah, they love it, dude. Um, the flat iron we talked about, that's that's an awesome one. Second most tender cut. Flat rion. Uh, the Flatrion, shout out to uh, one of my buddies, Tom, naming the Flatrion. Flatrion. <laughs> it must have been embarrassing at the restaurant, but it's a flat iron. Um, and the second most tender cut, which right. we love, uh, comes from the shoulder you talked about. Charlie and always tells people that because it's the second most tender cut, you also have people in your family that some are mid-rare eaters and some are well-done eaters. Yeah. You can cook that flat iron well done and it's still going to be tender. Yeah. Right? Ooh, that's good. That's good to know. Um, culotte, culotte, culotte like that. Culotte sirloin cap. Yep, comes off the top sirloin towards the back leg of the animal. You know, aka huge, huge in, in Brazil. Yeah, picanha. Yeah. If you picanha see, if you go Brazil. to a Brazilian steakhouse and it, all that meat on swords. Yeah, picanha. Okay, culotte. Or culotte. Nice. And the top sirloin. You know, I've always thought the top sirloin. I've just seen it so many places that I was just kind of like, meh. But great. We love it. I love it. Yeah, it's super tender. <laughs> Charlie loves that top. That's all he's talking about, man. I love it, and I love it when we get Wagyu or we get highly marbled meat. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like you get 
you see the disparity between normal beef and wagyu beef a lot in, in, a, in those lesser cuts in a in a leaner cut leaner okay. cuts yeah okay because the ribeye is fatty regardless right yeah so anyway anyways like we got my terrace majors back there pacific road terrace majors and they look ridiculous yeah where you know a terrace is generally super it's, duper it's lean. lean yeah and the in the ranch steak Love that ranch, ranch steak, steak. Comes, out the the comes out of the cloud heart. Yeah, but dude, those wagyu ranch steaks look yeah. so yeah. dope. So I think, good. I mean, the ranch oh steak God. is varies from animal to animal. Okay, they're not gonna be great in every single one, but when you get good ones, oh man, and we're they selling them for like eight bucks, yeah. dude. I was like, dude, these are freaking crazy. It's a great steak, dude. It's an everyday steak. It's an everyday steak. Every steak should be an everyday steak. All right, so. What all some some alternatives to the Hollywood cuts? So if I love ribeye, that's all I want to eat is ribeye. What's an alternative that maybe is a little bit cheaper and and we can utilize the whole cow with? Delmonico. Delmonico. Yeah. Well, which is a, basically a chuck yeah. eye steak. Chuck eye yeah. steak. But it's only the very, mm. you know, you pr- you really only get like three, six per animal, three per side. Okay. But it's it's kind of like a small. Ribeye. That's what it's I the tell same people. muscle. Yeah. Same muscle structure. Just it's like tapers. a little personal pan-sized pizza ribeye, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. The little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's freaking dope. Um, okay. I love New York's. I love New York. So what should I be What should I be ordering or looking for if I love New York? Coolot steak. Coolot. Coolot. Yeah. So, I mean, coolots come from behind the New York. It's all part of the same muscle. Uh-huh. It's going to be a little bit leaner. Has a larger external fat cap. Yeah, it's got that fat cap. It's, I would say it's probably more tender than a New York, Ooh. but Ooh. it's going to be leaner. Controversial. So people, if they want a New York and they're not going, they don't want to pay whatever a pound for it. I'm like, I always get the culotte. And then you know, telling people how to cook it is one thing because I've never heard of that. How do you cook it? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I think steak, right? I think the fat cap is intimidating to some people. It, it, yeah, you know? it can be big, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can trim it. You the can use it. The beauty of it though is that. If you cook that fat cap correctly, you get a nice little f- bite of super melty fat in each, each meaty bite, right? That's, That's like never bad. Magic. That's never bad. Okay. And then for you, Tyler, you love tenderloin. So what would you steer people to that is comparable to tenderloin? What's an alternative to tenderloin? Flatrion. Flatrion, the flat iron. Flat iron. Man. Just because of its tenderness, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Does not really not the same shape it's not obviously. the same shape it doesn't i mean you, you put it next to a tenderloin and you're like what up and you know it's a totally different animal could you make the what's the gordon ramsay dish no no he couldn't <laughs> no because the uh beef wellington, beef wellington? wellington? No. <laughs> it'd be really, flat, really a flat really, beef wellington be fucked up looking well, for sure yeah, dude, it it'd be messed so up good. plus a flat iron what was I corrected on by that super butcher that one day? We were talking about it. Um, oh, it's I don't not remember. a blade steak until it, like whatever. Oh yeah, until he cut it. Anyway, it's okay. I mean, don't read the comments. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yelp reviews. Uh-huh. Oh man. Uh, but there's this huge sinew that runs yeah. through the entire muscle, right? So it's like this, you know, kind of like overly longer shaped muscle, almost like a bigger, fatter flank steak. Okay. But you have to get in and pop. All the way down the muscle, almost like you're filleting a salmon or skinning a salmon. Yeah, you got to pop that sinew out. Cause pop that sinew. Well, I mean, we've looked at it too. There's been a couple guys on barbecue websites that we've looked at. They're like, "Oh, you can cook this just like a brisket," and like, okay, which we're like, hmm, which we're gonna do. We're doing that, it. Uh, we're gonna try it. Yeah, they say that the sinew is 
virtually edible we'll at that milk. point. My, yeah. I'm gonna call. I'm just gonna throw in the bullshit flag now. Well, let's see. We'll see. I'm doing it. Yeah. To be continued next but, week. Um, I'm doing okay. it next week. We'll, but it's okay. it's we'll have an update know, for you on that. The long and short is that it's tender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if that's what you're looking for Super in a steak, tender. if you want, just because the tenderloin's so tender and whatever, the next closest thing would be the flat iron. I'd say. I love it. So that's cool. Man. Those are like three really cool alternatives that hopefully you can find in most nicer maybe grocery stores or butcher shops. You know, probably not going to find it in just the the a grocery outlet or anything like that but you know if you're looking for a really cool alternative look at look at some of those the ribeye to the delmonico the new york to the culotte the tenderloin to the flat iron and then you know if you really want to kind of you know study up on some some cool cuts look at what they eat all around the world you know bavette around in in, in france and like you said the picanha in brazil you know how do they utilize those different muscles because they're very specific a lot of different countries really have specific you know muscles that they that they that they choose yeah, i think it's just they have different traditions and different, different traditions. yeah you're right. you know different dishes than we do yeah but it's kind of a fun thing about what we do here in the butcher shop is being able to talk about versatility of different cuts in that case, right? People are like, yeah. well, what am I going to do with this? I'm like, well, what do you like to cook? Yeah. You want to go American? You want to have, you know, Mexican? You can have tacos. What are you going to do? Because it, it man. you know. We always finish on Mexican. We're like, dude, just make some awesome Just tacos. make that <laughs> tacos. <laughs> I feel like we always like talk ourselves around and do that. Like, we just love that. I don't know why. I just always kind of steer good, either Asian or Latin. I don't yeah, know. I love it, it's dude. just a thing. Well, you know, I think this is cool because with so much waste in this world, uh, you know, we want to make sure the animal that lost its life for us is always being utilized in full. And that was kind of the exercise, the, you know, this practice today. Um, there's always going to be a demand for beef, right? Cows right. don't stop growing. As Charlie says, ranchers don't stop farming, except for the couple that maybe had some troubles with, you know, the article yeah. we talked about. There but will be people that want beef in this world. I exactly. Always. Pretty much always. So... You know, we want to be able to utilize what we have, not just what we want to use all the time. So we want to open up those those floodgates a little bit and and talk about all those different cuts. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we can be more more mindful of waste and get people to try different things and maybe fall in love with a new cut. Yeah, exactly. totally. Well, do you guys have any finishing thoughts, or do you want to wrap it up here? I'm good, man. I'm cold. Charlie's yeah, it's pretty cold out there, man. <laughs> Charlie's good, bro. Dude, at I'm least, cold. At least they stopped washing our dang dumpster back there. It is chilly today. Yeah. Well, we're out, we're out here in the Lady J fire pit. We'll uh, we'll sign it off for the Lady J meat dudes. I am Evan. Tyler. Charlie. Boom. See you next time.